Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. the Neil Haley Show on the Total Celebrity segment. And, you know, when I think about a guy that I've not talked to in about a year, maybe because I'm afraid to have to, to buy him his steak ding- dinners and all that stuff. And I don't know if Brandon Lang's in Vegas. If he is in Vegas, I will be there April 8th to 12th. But I'm in deep trouble if that's the case. But he's everywhere. Brandon Lang, Brandon, how are you? A celebrity handicapper. And I, last time, how many steak dinners did I owe you when I just really fell apart during the football season with you? I was on the roll yeah, and then sure. I went, I, went the, I think I was bang, I was really banking on the Steelers two seasons ago. I, if you remember correctly yeah you're in trouble i live in vegas now i'll be here when you come here <clears throat> so you're you better bring your wallet or your credit card i'll take you to morton's that's simple i'll get the cage and ribeye that's simple that's 40 bucks cage and ribeye is 40 bucks uh a side of cream spinach side of brock uh asparagus um that'll put you in the neighborhood of 80 and then we'll have to go ahead and get we'll, we'll drink two bottles of wine at dinner i won't hit you too hard i think all in soup to nuts with tip you're probably going to get in get in out of there for about 400 that's what's going to cost you for the steak dinner and i don't know your three bottles of wine that you lost to me so oh, that's not bad. Uh, Brandon, we might have to go to McDonald's, but we'll see. T- <laughs> well, we'll have to, unless my company, I'll say the company that's taking me to Vegas will take care of you, Brandon. You know, but never know. All right, let's talk. Let's talk March Madness. Um, I always go by history. I always go by history of some of these teams, like good old UVA. I remember, oh my gosh, did I have you on the show when I told you UVA wasn't going to the Final Four? I got to go back. That's when the last time I think we did a football one before. I think March Madness last year was when you came on, and you were the one that was shooting to the mountaintops about UVA. I gotcha. And good old UVA, you said, I said the history of UVA and the tournament, and they constantly choke, and you said nothing, and then that that, that um, unbelievable thing happened, Brandon. Well, they're in trouble this year as well because they're going to run into an Oregon Ducks team that's going to send them home. This Oregon team is legit. Last year, I gave the World Loyola Chicago to the Final Four. They were an 11 seed. I'm going to one-up myself this year and give you a 12 seed Oregon Ducks to the Final Four, uh, beating Virginia in the Sweet 16 and Tennessee in the Elite Eight. I mean, what about my, my team to win it all is Duke. I think Duke's winning it all. I just think that this year— You want to wanna put three <laughs> bottles of wine and a steak dinner on that? Oh my gosh! And then by the time April eighth comes, Listen, I'm never going to collect anyway. You just made that perfectly clear. <laughs> he might no. as well do what Michael Jordan does. He just keeps doubling down, doubling down, doubling down until he finally but see, wins. I'll, I'll see, 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 at least, at least we get to meet, and then we'll see what happens, and we'll have to figure it out. And I might be able to uh, put it as a meal for my company. And I hope they're not listening. But we'll have to figure. But we got to meet in, 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 in Vegas. That's for sure. I can't believe we might be together in Vegas. I have so many people that want to connect with me in Vegas. It's crazy. April 8th to 12th, I'll be at ISC West uh, with Lensec. And then also the NEB, the uh, National Broadcast Association deals there too, the the NEB. So it's just a crazy weekend, week in Vegas. But all right, so Brandon, let's jump right specifically into enough. I think Duke's winning. Here's why Duke doesn't win at all. Why why Duke doesn't win, okay. In the one-and-done era... No team has ever won a national championship. 
yet. Oh uh, yes, one Number of the two. one of the Duke teams did with a one and done guy. No, they didn't. I'll have to go back. to When's the last time Duke won the national championship? Okay, what year was it? So you have it on on your uh, radar? No, I don't pay attention to Duke. Here's the <laughs> here's the main reason why. In the history of the NCAA tournament, any team ranked three hundredth or worse in three point field goal percentage has never won the national championship. Duke ranks three eleventh. That, my friend is why your Blue Devils will not win the national championship. And they will either get knocked out in the Sweet 16 by Virginia Tech, or they will get knocked out in the Elite Eight by Michigan State, or they will get knocked out by Michigan or Texas Tech or Gonzaga in the Final Four. If they they somehow get through all that, they will get knocked off by North Carolina in the national championship game. Take the field against Duke. They are not winning the national championship. So do you you really think you think that uh, North Carolina has enough strength? I mean, I I think that I think you think you could see a North Carolina Duke national championship game. No, I think Michigan State beats Duke. What makes you think that the Big Ten this year has shown any sort of uh, power? I just I don't. I mean, I history sometimes shows. I I think that this year's the one year where it could even be crazier than last year with all the upsets. Is that a chance? It's a matchup. It's yeah. the matchup of how these two teams match up with one another. See, if you can put a body on Zion, he's going to struggle. Michigan State has three six eleven beasts who could be bouncers at any hot Manhattan nightclub. Ward, Goins, Tillman. Allow me to introduce Zion Williamson to those three, and they can rotate those three all game long. They are deep at the center spot. Matt McQuaid, lockdown defender. He will be on JT Barrett. I'll be shocked if JT Barrett gets 20 points. Michigan State, if they meet Duke in the Elite Eight, will send Coach K and the Dukies home from the NCAA tournament. Okay, so I mean, I, I hear I hear what you're saying. Uh, I would tell you if the number one seeds, Virginia's not going to make it to the Final Four. I think we all agree on that. Gonzaga's not going to make it to the Final Four either. I don't see Gonzaga as a team that's going to go to the Final Four. Let's look at number one seeds. I Carolina could. Is there a dark? You were talking about your dark horse, Oregon. I, I don't know about why you're so high on Oregon. Oregon. What's the reasoning? Saw him play in person. <clears throat> went and saw him play against Arizona State at the T-Mobile Center here in Vegas Friday night. Then went and watched the championship game against Washington, playing their fourth game in four nights. They walked in that gym like they're playing a scrimmage on Saturday afternoon. Energy, 6-9 gazelles. They're, they're healthy. Senior point guard Pritchard, who was the point guard on their Final Four team when he was a freshman. Nobody's really seen this team play. They've won eight in a row. They're playing their best ball of the year. They got a great coach in Dana Altman. They got a great draw in this South bracket. I'm telling you, green and gold, baby. Oregon Ducks. I say, in history, looking at this bracket, I say, watch out for Syracuse. The matchup zone always gives people problems, and I could see them go far. Yes, that's my dark horse is Syracuse. Howard. Isn't playing one of their starters. Battle is banged up, didn't play in the ACC tournament. Good luck with that. Syracuse is out like a fat girl in dodgeball. All right, so we have to go to BrianLang.com to get your pick for the Final Four, right? You're not giving me your Final Four today, are you? I don't, you know me, I don't deal in Final Four. (laughs) I deal in game by game progression. Um, I finished the tournament 13 and 2 last year. Um, off to a great start this week. Uh, South Dakota State Tuesday, Texas Southern last night. I'm releasing my fourth straight guaranteed winner on BrandonLang.com. If I don't hit this play today, you get Saturday's 200 diamond number two in a row, absolutely free. I'm absolutely on fire right now. You'd be absolutely uh, clueless if you didn't take advantage of that today at BrandonLang.com. All right, Brandon. Let's see. I can't believe I'll be in Vegas. Uh, I guess we'll see how much I can take care of you. I will at least buy you dinner, but we'll figure out where it's going to be. But unless Duke, you you see my Duke go all the way, and then it's double or nothing. Duke, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. Duke to win the national championship because Zion because Zion Williamson is one of the best players to ever play in college basketball, and he's going to put on a clinic.
in this tournament. Okay. You're double or nothing on Duke to win it all. I'll take the field. Good luck. All right. All right, Brandon. Good talking to you, man. Take care. Bye, buddy. I'd say bye. You're listening to Neil Haley's show. We'll be back in just a moment. We're back to the Neil Haley show. And one thing that I love to do is highlight uh, businesses that are doing great work. And this business really is. So I'm excited to welcome the program from My DNA Cancer Testing, Mark Schoenberger. Mark, thanks for calling. How are you? And thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Neil. Thanks for the invite. Great to be on your show. Oh, absolutely. And I wanted to learn a little bit about your background and how you got involved in this type of testing and stuff. And then we'll kind of explain it to our audience. Uh, Well, Neil, I've been in the lab business for about 12 years now, and we saw that there was a need that was growing uh, where people were actually going to be looking more for prevention than treatment. And most people right now are looking for things that they can get ahead of the uh, the variable health eight ball and start to do things proactively to manage their health. And uh, for that reason. Yeah, very, very much. That's, that's so true. And, uh, and you see the difference that you've made since you've been in this industry, right? Yeah, genetics are really the future of medicine, and personalized medicine is really what we're all about at my DNA cancer testing. Absolutely. So let's explain specifically who, what, um, how are these tests conducted? And we have a couple, two, two different tests we want to talk about today, CGX and PGX testing. But let's go first of all and specifically on how the, these tests are conducted. Yeah, so Neil, what we do is uh, we do something called hereditary cancer screening. It's a simple uh, cheek swab test representatives around the country um, that can meet with Medicare patients. Traditional red, white, and blue Medicare patients have a covered benefit by Medicare where they can uh, get a test for hereditary cancer covered by Medicare uh, as long as they have either a personal or family history of Medicare. What that means is either a patient who has uh, Medicare as their primary insurance either has a personal history of cancer or they have two members of their family that have had any uh, cancer, uh, that may be a patient that would qualify. We work with a national telemedicine company to make it easy for the patients to provide their uh, cheek swab sample, and we send it into our CLIA-certified lab. And uh, then the patients will get a consult with a uh, telemedicine physician that will determine medical necessity, order the test, and the swabs will be processed by our lab. And the patients typically get results in about four to six weeks about any hereditary cancer risk that they have. That's, that's really, really interesting. Let's go to traditional red, white, and blue Medicare. Explain that to people, especially for our listeners that want to get this test that are across the country to understand that. Some people might not know that definition and define it. So there, there are 60 million patients meal nationwide that have Medicare benefits. Um, when you either are over 65 years old or if you qualify based on needs, you might have uh, Medicare at a younger age. As long as you have uh, a traditional red, white, and blue Medicare card uh, that you get from Medicare when you typically turn 65 or get Medicare uh, benefits, um, you would qualify for the testing. The only uh, issue is that if you're using Medicare Advantage, the only Medicare Advantage program that we uh, get reimbursement from for this test or that covers this test is United Healthcare Medicare Advantage PPO. So as long as you're not signed up to a different Medicare Advantage plan, uh, then either United Healthcare, Medicare Advantage PPO, or just have traditional Medicare as your primary insurance, uh, that's what uh, would cover the test for you. And that's what's why we're here. So if you go to mydnacancertesting.com, when you're listening, you can see if you qualify by uh, filling out some information and stuff, Mark. And I think that's very important. And then we'll see we have people that test across the country, correct? Yeah, correct. Uh, once you fill out mydnacancertesting.com's uh, patient intake form and you submit your information, a local representative will be in touch with you and, um, and we'll go from there. And that's, that's important. Uh, let's talk about why the testing. 
Mark, it's not because if you've already had cancer and you're, you have Medicare, the reason you're getting this DNA test is not to find out if you're going to get another cancer. There's a, there, there's a real reason that's going to help your entire family if you get this test, correct? Yeah, correct, Neil. About 5 to 10% of all cancers are hereditary by nature. So isn't it a great present to the family that you have for the next generations behind you if you're a Medicare patient to be able to let them know? If there is a genetic variant, we, we look at 39 different genes that a patient has. Um, we look for genetic variations in those genes that can cause that hereditary cancer. So isn't it great to tell their children or grandchildren if they have any potential hereditary risk from you uh, that potentially can avert uh, them having cancer if they up uh, potentially their screening frequency um, or obviously consult with their doctor for a different things they may be able to do to reduce their risk if they know about that genetic variant that they may have inherited. And we hear about people doing uh, researching and trying to fi- figure out these tests just for that reason alone, to look at their generations of people to see if they have cancer so that they do the proper uh, uh, procedures, make sure that they're, you know, the right diet, different things, really paying attention to what could happen. And if there's early detection that there could be a possibility, that's the best thing. And so this test will be able to show that. So tell us once they get the results, what does that mean from the results? So they'll get the results, um, which they'll receive both uh, a printed result as well as a call from my telemedicine physician that will, excuse me, that will go over the results with the patient. Um, in addition to that, if they do test positive for any genetic variant, uh, we do provide them with an 800 number to a genetic counselor. And uh, Medicare does cover that benefit as well to get up to three to five uh, sessions with a genetic counselor to go over what their next steps could be, which could be things like increased screening. As well, uh, we can also provide a copy of the results to their their current uh, primary care physician as well. And when we're talking about, you guys do two different DNA tests. Can you explain the difference between CGX and PGX testing? Yeah, so, Neil, the other test that we do is actually done the exact same way. We just actually collect another two cheek swabs. That's called pharmacogenetic testing or PGX testing. PGX testing is incredibly helpful for senior citizens, people who are on Medicare, because the average patient on Medicare today is taking at least four to five medications at the same time. And basically, every patient metabolizes medications differently and as we start getting into the future of personalized medicine, mydnacancertesting.com is actually at the forefront of being able to do pharmacogenetic testing for patients where we can tell them, based on the simple cheek swab, which medications might be best for them based on their own DNA. And what that does, Neil, is that actually reduces adverse events. It reduces what's called trial and error prescribing, where doctors are prescribing different medications like antidepressants psychiatric meds, cardiac meds, pain meds, and having to guess which med is best for a patient. Well, with pharmacogenetics or PGX testing, my DNA cancer testing really is able to tell that patient what is the best medication for them based on genetics because every patient metabolizes medications differently. And by doing a simple test, you actually give the patient a roadmap to success for them to be able to be treated properly, effectively, and as quickly as possible, and avoid adverse events and drug-to-drug interactions from the different medications they may be prescribed today by their physician. I think that's just really uh, amazing because that's something that I've never heard of till I started working with you guys and being involved running your social media and marketing. And I see specifically enough like the digital marketing end that that test really is not out there. We talk all about, you know, the cancer test, but not this, the, the, the um, involving the uh, drugs, the pharmacy drugs. And to really look at those things because side effects can really hurt the rest of someone's life in certain ways. And is that also a way we can look back to other family members possibly that could have the same effects as well as we were talking about well, the first test? Each person has their own genetics, Neil. So each person would need to be tested individually to see how their individual pathways in the liver um, metabolize these different medications. So again, simple cheek swab um, covered by Medicare. Uh, this test is. And, and also, they'll get their results. They'll be reviewed by their physician and copying 
the genetic results to their own physician. So really, really helpful test for prevention, reduction of adverse events. Literally, the reason Medicare covers this test bill is because it's so expensive to treat adverse events, and there are, are billions of dollars spent every year with patients um, being treated for adverse drug reactions and side effects. And by getting this test done, you can really avoid that, be proactive, be preventative. That's what my DNA cancer testing is all about. And then for qualifying just for the other test we talked about, the pharma, um, the PGX test, that you basically qualify, there's not as many markers of qualification as the CGX, right? You just basically have to have uh, Medicare, correct? Well, it's Medicare. You have to have a previously diagnosed medical condition, something that you've been treated for, that's typically either mental health related or cardiac related. Uh, but again, as if you fill out the form with my DNA cancer testing, our local representative will be in touch with you. They will see if you qualify both from an insurance perspective, and it'll be covered by your insurance. In addition, uh, they'll also qualify you based on your previously diagnosed medical conditions to see uh, if you qualify for pharmacogenetics or PGX testing as well. So again, just simply complete the form on mydnacancertesting.com. Our local representatives will be in touch with you. And from there, um, you know, you'll be speaking with our licensed physicians in your state, and they'll be able to see if this test it would be medically necessary and covered by Medicare. And then, uh, and then we go from there and get your test done and into the lab, get your results, and then you can, you can uh, be proactive with your health, and that's what we're all about. And what's awesome about this is that people now can go to that. They're going to see this on uh, television and radio. We're going to get this out on YouTube. It's going to get out on Facebook. Uh, you guys also can follow My DNA Cancer Testing just by that simple. Everything's My DNA Cancer Testing on all social media platforms. And just go ahead and search and follow. And that's another way you can message us if you're interested. And we're going to have another uh, page that's kind of just going to get people very easily to have the information, contact us, and we'll get someone back to you really quickly. So, Mark, I appreciate you coming on, and I uh, hope we can break down later on a later podcast more information about the testing, breaking down more of the scientific reasons for the testing, and also about the amazing events that are going, across, going around all over the country. So I appreciate you calling, Mark. Sure, Neil. Thanks so much for having me today. All right. Take care. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. You're listening to Neil Haley's show. We'll be back in just a moment. We're back to the Neil Haley show's author's corner. And you know what? I just like, I like kibitzing and I, I know this guy's going to wake me up tonight, especially I got a long night ahead of me of work and different things, but he's doing tremendous, tremendous, tremendous work. And uh, so I'm excited to welcome the program. Dr. Gregory Williams. He's the author of childhood abuse survivor gives hope to others. Shattered by the darkness is the book. How are you? And putting the pieces Back together after child abuse. I appreciate you calling, Dr. Gregory. Well, Neil, it is an honor to be with you tonight, and we're going to keep you wide awake. So in Shattered by the Darkness, so what was, let's kind of go in your background first before we get, you know, deeper into this. Yeah. Right. Shattered by the Darkness, the, the, the first sentence in the book tells the whole story, basically. I don't remember a day of my childhood that I wasn't sexually abused. Oh my gosh. And uh, up to almost my 17th birthday in the hands of my father and on several other occasions with him and four or five of his friends when they gang raped me oh, uh, no. several different times. So it's a, it's a hard read, uh, but it's very, been very therapeutic for me. And now I'm traveling around the country uh, just trying to help as many people as I can uh, to help them deal with their own abuse, uh, their own traumatic events that's happened in their lives. So how long was the abuse, you said? For how long? I remember around uh, Christmas when I was four years old, and in the book it goes into great detail on how I remember that particular Christmas, up to almost my 17th birthday. Oh, my goodness. Which wow. is hard to put your mind around right, right. being uh, a 17-year-old or a 16-year-old having a girlfriend and then also being sexually abused by your dad every night. How, how did you survive in a way to 
overcome those things after your childhood? What did you do to cope with that? Well, during the time, um, it's amazing how resilient kids can be. And uh, just a higher power kept me alive and well during all that. But um, after that, I played the game of, I didn't tell anybody for over 30 years that I had ever been abused. And I just played the game. And that almost killed me physically uh, and emotionally and relationship-wise. Uh, trying to convince myself and the world that I was fine. And I always was successful in my jobs. I always was the happiest man in the office, you know, whistling, going down the hallway and saying hi to everybody. But inside, I was falling apart. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing that some people are able to do that's amazing. They're able to overcome those challenges around them by holding it all in like they think everything is fine, but yet when finally everyone's away, you feel it, right? It's exactly right. And, you know, uh, you're going to hear these letters, I think, in the next six months to a year more than you've ever heard before. The word ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences. And it's coming, it's been around for the last 17 years, but the last six months or so with all of these wild revelations of what's going on in the Catholic Church, with what's going on with the CEOs of network TV, what's going on with the Olympics and Larry Nasser, uh, you know, with the gymnasts all being abused, all of this stuff, the Me Too movement is starting to come out. They're trying to figure out And this ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences, literally is when something happens to a child, traumatic-wise, it's going to come out eventually in the adult if it isn't treated and dealt with at the core through their health. Obesity, heart disease, sugar diabetes, high blood pressure, depression, and you can just go on and on and on. Oprah mentioned this the other day. So just kind of keep your ear to the ground, Neil, because I really think in the next few months, maybe I can come back on and talk to you just specifically about ACEs. But you can just literally just get online right now and look up acesconnection.com and all the research is there. Uh, I work at Baylor College of Medicine, and we're starting to get some medical schools across the nation to get together to where we actually treat or teach our residents and our fellows that are going through medical college uh, about ACEs. So when you actually go into your doctor, your doctor is not going to only ask you, Neil, what's wrong with you? Why are you here? But they're going to also ask in some way or, or form or be sensitive to not only what's wrong with you, but what has happened to you in your past. And because they think it's, they're seeing now that the statistics and the research is confirming that they are totally connected. Yes, totally connected. And that's, that's a great point you're making. And it's a shocker in ways too, right? I mean, the, the think about uh, figuring out these problems and what happens and how can we fix it, right? Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm in Las Vegas right now. Uh, I speak at a conference tomorrow uh, with uh, therapists and professional counselors. And as they go by my booth the last two days, I ask every one of them, hey, have you ever heard about ACEs? Uh, no, oh, maybe I heard of it. And as I started explaining it to them, their, their eyes were just lighting up like, wow. And I said, yeah, this has been around for so many years, but it's just now starting to uh, get traction. And it's really going to be an amazing, amazing. You're going to be hearing uh, communities that are traumatic, uh, sensitive they're, they're traumatic-informed communities, traumatic-informed schools. So they're actually uh, understanding that everybody has a, a set of baggage that they're carrying around with them, and we need to understand how to get along with each other. We need to understand how to get along with each other, and we the reason why we treat people the way we treat is based on what we dealt with in our lives. 
the way Absolutely. we, we, we react or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in, in my book, uh, I, uh, I talk about not only my own personal life and, and I go into great detail and you can get it anywhere online or uh, Barnes and Noble and Amazon and every, every place where a book's sold, you can walk into a store and get it. Um, but it only not only talks about my personal, but it also talks about everything that happened after the abuse stopped. It didn't stop inside of me. It kept going on and on and on. And it caused so much pain that I wanted to kill myself. It caused so much pain that it ruined every relationship I was in. Um, it's just amazing the uh, after effects, the aftermath of what just one uh, traumatic experience can have, let alone I've calculated somewhere down the line yes, for sure. uh, that over 4,000 times I was sexually abused by my dad. Uh, over those those years, and that's if it's just from four years old. It, that's my first time I remember it. It could have been before that, uh, but I remember the first time that I actually remember it for all the way up to almost my 17th birthday, over 4,000 times. So it, it mess, everything I do today is affected yes, by what happened, the way I think, the way I walk, the way I have OCD, uh, PTSD, uh, the way I have to have everything in a controlled environment, everything is still tied into that abuse. Uh, it, it's just fascinating to me. And it definitely is. And it's something that you, why you're wired the way you're wired. Yeah. And that's why certain people really get along with certain people. We used to, you know, think that opposites attract. Now we're finding out more and more we need to have people that are alike to really stay a lot together forever in certain ways, have their soulmate, have somebody that really they can trust and feel that have a lot of the same feelings. And, you know, it just depends on the relationship. But always the baggage of life before comes back full circle at a certain time in your life, another traumatic event or something else that doesn't go right. And you all go back to when you felt helpless. Yeah. And you know, Neil, how, how can you have a good relationship with somebody, a real relationship, like you're mentioning a soulmate, somebody that understands and, you know, they're tapped into you. If you were playing the game, like I was for over 30 years, keeping it bottled up. You can't. That's why it ruined every relationship. I'm 55 years old, and I'm just now, in the last six months to a year, after writing this book and letting the world know and kind of opening up the closet of my demons that I've had to deal with all my life, I'm just now able to have real relationships because finally, for the first time in my life, I'm authentic. I'm genuine. I'm not lying to everybody. This is me. This is what happened. I want you to know so we can have a relationship and I don't have to play the game. And it's changed my life. Right. Exactly. And uh, and so identifying what's wrong, how, what you're dealing with, and being able to understand that what the baggage is bringing to your life is one of the things sometimes we have to change before someone else changes. And then when we do change, it might be the worst thing for the people around us. If that change is positive yet, we've surrounded ourselves with negative people. You know, isn't this a, uh, I think right now, and I, I talked to several professional counselors and therapists today about this, that, you know, me being a man is a whole different set of, Issues, not that women that's being sexually abused or traumatized isn't a major issue because it is. It just is horrific. Uh, but being a man, it seems like there's a different hoop of acceptance that I have to go through before I can have the freedom to express it. And I'm hoping my book becomes an icebreaker of men that can read it and then go, you know, it's okay. 
if I tell my spouse, it's okay. You know, my sexuality will not be questioned. Uh, my manhood will not be questioned. And people are still going to like me and respect me. Uh, it worried exactly. me. It, it, it just terrified me when I first, even with my own children, uh, to be able to say, hey, this happened to your dad. What do you think? Do you still love me? Uh, and they just like, oh, dad. Of course we do. And to finally have that freedom uh, to stand up and as a man and say this without being embarrassed, without having shame, without having guilt uh, was liberating for me. And that's the thing that you can bring to the table, especially when we talk about what's happening with people coming out from the priest abuse in the diocese all over the country, but also some of these other abuse, sexual abuse to be someone strong enough to stand up in front of thousands of people and tell them your story or millions of people that could read your book. That is the difference. That is what brings is huge for people to say, I'm going to now tell my story. I'm going to now tell my family. I'm now going to confront my abuser. Yes. And you know, it's, I, I was really having a battle. It took me about three years to actually write the book. And I, there's still a few things that I haven't let out. And, and when I signed on with HCI publishing, a great publisher, they, they, uh, published, uh, the chicken soup for the soul series books. And, uh, also the child called it, which is an international known, uh, book about child abuse, uh, that's been on the bestseller list for the last 20 years. And when I got called from them by them and they asked me if they could do my book, uh, they gave me a, a two book deal plus this one. And I said, absolutely. But it was so hard for me to be able to, to relate the stories and release the stories of, for instance, exactly. you know, when I'm 16 years old, I'm coming home from after being out with my girlfriend on a date, kissing on her at the movie theater, like, you know, 16 year olds do on my way home knowing that my dad is going to be kissing on me just as soon as I walk in the door. Uh, that, that messes up your mind. Uh, when my mom actually started getting uh, promoted and she was gone five days a week, I had to shower with my dad every night. I had to sleep with my dad every night and I'm a teenager. Um, those wow, kind of things, yeah. Uh, just get up into your mental attic and start loosening and kicking out the shingles. It's just like, this is really sick stuff. But you know, my dad had me so brainwashed all of my life that I thought maybe everybody was going through this. Although when I exactly, got through my yeah. teens, I knew this wasn't right. But during my younger years, I really thought, at six, seven, eight, nine years old, everybody was everybody's dad just did this to him. I never thought anything different. And that's crazy. Because you, you would know. Because you think it's another secret that the family talks about and what he was doing and manipulation. So what is this hope for the book? What do you think you want? I, I mean, I, we all pretty much can tell you, tell Dr. Gregory where you want things to go, right? Yeah. But yeah. Again, it's about finding the right people that really want to hear the story because it's 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 a difficult conversation. It is, it, but you know, it's getting easier uh, in this world, and so there, there's several different avenues I want this to go. But one for the victims, I want them to get a hold of this book and read it. And first of all, after they read it understand and they'll hear it and read it in the book but i want them to also hear it right now because i know you have a huge audience and i appreciate the opportunity but first of all there is hope no matter what you've gone through as long as you're still breathing i want those victims and survivors to realize you have hope this very moment so hang on to the hope Two is I want you to start writing your story down. Yes. You don't have to tell anybody yet. 
if you haven't revealed it yet, but start writing it down, journal, journaling it, putting it in a notebook, and then try to find one person that possibly you have enough trust in that one day over a cup of coffee you can say, hey, can I let you read one page of a book that I've been kind of jotting notes in? And then let them read it and see what kind of response you get. And in that, you'll understand that it won't be the slamming of a friendship door closed. It'll be an embracing that you never thought you would receive. So start releasing that out, but not too fast, but with a certain person a certain friend, a certain counselor or clergy or whatever, but let somebody know uh, what's going on. And in that, I received a lot of uh, freedom. Uh, but then I want the book also to uh, open up conversations, open up that Pandora's box of, hey, did you read that book? Uh, you know, th there's a statistic running around right now that uh, for one out of every four girls have been sexually abused before they're 18. One out of every six boys have been sexually abused before 18. I don't believe either one of those statistics. I believe it's almost probably twice that much at wow, least yeah. because the major statistic that I always bring up in my conferences is that 85 to 90% of all people that has been abused, 85 to 90% have never told anyone so we're only looking at that's crazy 15 percent of the people that have ever been abused are expressing it or letting people know we need to flip that number around we have to start opening up the doors and let people know it's safe to tell it and find a safe place to do that and then the other statistic that is just horrifying is when i was in grade school we heard about stranger danger you know, never get received candy from a person in a long trench coat out in the park, you know. But today, if you're a parent listening to this show right now, I want to let you know that 93% of the people that has the possibility of abusing your child, 93% of them are going to be somebody that you know. It's not going to be the stranger. That's only 7% of those people that abuse people. 93% of those people that abuse children are people that the child and the family is very aware of. They may be in That's your crazy. house wow. right now. And it's horrifying. It just, it's frightening. And we have to open our eyes, parents, to what we're letting our kids do and who we're letting them go spend the night with. Uh, those days of going camping out with the neighbors uh, in a park for a weekend are gone. You just can't trust those kind of things right now. Well, you have a tremendous mission. I'm very excited for where you're going. Uh, can you tell our listeners, like you're right now at this conference, or are you going to be speaking or having any more book signings coming up where they can meet you? Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm in Vegas this month, uh, this week. I'll be in Vegas again next month at the same type of conference. It's for adolescents and, and teenagers. Um, I don't think I have, I think I've done all my book signings right now. I've done several with Barnes & Noble. But they can literally get on shatteredbythedarkness.com and uh, reach out to me. Um, I answer every email <laughs> still. Uh, if they want to share uh, their story without telling me who they are, I would love to be involved in that and try to help out anybody I can. Um, but they can literally also on my uh, web page is a phone number. They can call and I'm the one that answers the phone. So I'm hoping that things never get so busy and so uh, huge that I don't have the chance to at least always personally talk to people and uh, meet them when I can. But I'm, I'm traveling the country everywhere right now. If they have a place where they want somebody to come and speak, uh, no matter how big or how small, yes. mm -hmm. uh, I will go everywhere from you know Vegas to California. I'm going to Seattle. I'll be in Arkansas, going to Chicago. I'm just been, just came from Florida. Uh, traveling all the way around the world. So uh, I'll be glad to uh, to come and talk and discuss and get the word out.
That's fantastic. And uh, social media wise, people can connect with you. Certain social media platforms. Everything shattered. Yeah, everything shattered by the darkness. Facebook shattered by the darkness. Uh, Twitter shattered by the, the. I think Twitter shattered by. It may be shattered by the darkness or shattered by the one. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, everything is uh, all just shattered by the darkness. And my motto on my uh, webpage is negative to positive. It's time that we start turning all those negative things that's happening to our lives into positive things. And Neil, you allowing me to uh, speak with you tonight and hopefully maybe another time or two um, has helped me get the word out. So I just want to thank you for helping me turn my negative events uh, into hopefully positive influences because I want to spend the rest of my life trying to make an impact on people that's going to turn it into a positive difference in their life. Well, I'm glad to give you a platform and we'll be tweeting it out tomorrow and we'll make sure that everyone knows what's going on with what you're doing, Gregory. So I appreciate you calling. Well, keep up the great work, Neil. You're doing yeah. great. I'm, I'm following you. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Take care. Okay. All right. You. Uh, you're Bye-bye. welcome. Bye-bye. You'll listen to Neil Haley's show. We'll be back in just a moment. We're back to the Neil Haley show. And I, again, love to interview. And anytime I have a chance to do radio, I just do it. And last year, I was running about two to three hours of new programming. Now I'm kicking it back to five. Who knows if I kick it to seven? I am radio hooked, and I guess it's because it's just a release from my long day, an arduous day as an entrepreneur, and so much more. And I'm excited to welcome to the show my co-host from the Total Education Hour and education, I guess, Total Education with Neil back in the days of Bethel Park. Jarrett, Jarrett, how are you? And what's going on, man? Uh, rock on, man. I am ready. It's been a long time. I'm, I'm ready to be back on the air. Uh, and exactly. And you were on the air for an interview that you didn't like, and you can kind of, I'll give you a little bit of a, a five minutes to respond when you hung up the last time you were on my show with that guy. You just didn't like his tone of voice, the uh, Christian guy who, what was his name when you were co-hosting with me? Uh, you know what? I, I forgot I forgot him at the moment I hung up, so I couldn't <laughs> tell you his name. Um, what I found him, what I what I did. Here's what I do remember about him: that I I was convinced that he was a states' rights lunatic, and then later on I found out that he really is a states' rights lunatic when he uh, uh, I guess argued that Abraham Lincoln was wrong for uh, keeping the union together and fighting the civil war um i think that's all you need to know right there Oh, I think so, too. And I mean, I think that it's crazy when you have these different points of view. And I think that we, we can go to one of the other times that Jared's gotten angry. And I guess that's the talk. We're kind of just ch- chatting about things and maybe we'll go into some topics. Is Donald Trump, how upset you were when he became president and how not my president. Well, we're sitting here now. Uh, and guess what? I did have another guest on that was really interesting, a political guy talking about he wrote a book about Trump. And I'm sure you would have loved to have been on that show uh, to talk to him. But he really talked about the forecast for 2020 and also the forecast for Donald Trump as president. And he had good things to say and bad things to say uh, about President Trump. What is your take And now at this point in time? Are you shocked that some of the things he's done even more than you did before? Go ahead. Not, not at all. Um, I, I, I'm shocked that it isn't even worse than what it, what it could be. Um, the forecast for the next two years, uh, let's go catastrophic. Um, let's go uh, hurricane force type weather. Let's, let's just go with all the worst kind of uh, scenarios that you can do. Am I shocked? I guess the only thing that it, it, perhaps the only thing that shocks me is that people just don't really seem to care. Um, I mean, I think the the Russian probe is going nowhere. I, I think that even if it goes somewhere and that there is visible guilt and uh, visible, visible wrongdoing, it's, it's not going to affect them. Um, 
I think at least till right out the next two years. I will predict now there is absolutely no way he wins two years from now. I disagree. Mind, so, so, so I disagree with you. Okay, who's winning president? And I'm not going to say that I'm pro-Trump at all, because I would be crazy to say that in this divisive environment. But he, the things he does is uncalled for, uncouth, ridiculous, stupid, and he kills the name of any Republican conservative of a Bush-like or even a Reaganite. A Reaganite or Bushite that what President Trump has become because he is really just a, his own political machine. Who will beat President Trump in 2020 with the economy where it is? Who will beat him? Um, I I don't think the economy. Gets, first of all, I, I hope the economy doesn't get worse. I mean, I, I truly do because I I do not want to see people suffer. I don't want to suffer. But we're two years away of a unpredictable um, uh, president. So, uh, you know, we're, we're a stock market bubble away from catastrophe. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking at over a decade of a bear market, of a bull market, I mean. Um, that's... We're probably in for some kind of correction, and and, and uh, I, I certainly hope it isn't the kind of correction we experienced in 2008, because uh, that would be devastating. Um, but uh, I don't think that he benefits from the economy. I think where he benefits is he appeals to a significant racist portion of the Republican Party and working class, I don't want to say working class, and some Democrats. He, you know, there is, you know, the angry white dude thing is is old and then it, it, and, you know, the, the white guys need to, to regroup and, and recognize that the world has changed. But he appeals to those guys. By the way, I'm not one of those angry old white guys. I am an old white guy, but I'm just not the angry kind. Oh, my gosh. You're calling yourself old now. What's happened? I mean, I'm older. Okay. Well, let's go back. So, so, so here's the point. That's great. But if the economy – here's why I know the economy is at its hottest peak right now. Pro wrestling is back. It's back bigger than ever in the independents. We're hearing wrestling. Uh, I don't think it's doing well in the WWE because I don't think Vince McMahon wants it to be back to everyone and their mother will talk wrestling again. But it, you could see when the economy comes back, professional wrestling comes back. If the economy is at a great part, it looks fantastic 2020. How – in your right mind, do you think any other Democrat will win unless they are in the center? Do you really think a far-left Democrat can become the president of the United States? Uh, well, probably not. Um, uh, but as long as Trump is in the picture, I think it's possible. I mean, let's keep in mind, he didn't beat Hillary Clinton. Um, he did lose the popular vote. Uh so, uh, you know, this isn't – we're not talking about a guy who had a mandate by the, from the American public. And he still is at historically low uh, approval ratings. I just don't see that improving. Um, and, and, he, and we've had a strong market, which, by the way, uh, really had nothing to do with President Trump. Uh, and, in fact, uh, we could be – we could be in big trouble with uh, with the tax cuts. Not there's a reason the Republicans aren't talking about tax cuts anymore. It didn't do anything. The American public found out that uh, most of us saw no real gain from the tax cuts. So you notice that Republicans don't even talk about that. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's so true. I, you're, you're, you're right about that. Uh, so we have to definitely um, 
look at um, the, the, these things, but what? Who? I'm asking who you think's gonna who's gonna win in the Democratic Party? Uh, you know, my guy, my guy is a native Pennsylvanian. My guy is Joe Biden. I am. Uh, I wanted. I was for Joe Biden um, in uh, 2016. Yeah, 2016. Um, he didn't run. I'm hoping he runs now. I don't care. I don't care if Joe Biden would be 90. I think. I think we lose out by always going for fresh and new. Um, that doesn't mean. That doesn't mean new and improved. Uh, and, and you know, here's my thing with Joe Biden. Of all the, uh, of all the things, I mean, I like I've liked Joe Biden for years, but um, notice, uh, no, he's not caught up in any scandals. And I can guarantee you, the Republicans didn't. Fox News did not expect that. All the the Democrats and Republicans who have been exposed as cheaters, promiscuous, serial fondlers, not one mention of Joe Biden. And um, and I think that stunned people that he turned out to that, that, that he turned out to be the exact family person that he has always shown himself to be. So Joe Biden's who you say it's going to be, but he really hasn't said he's running yet. How old will no, he be? I, How old would he be when he becomes president then? The perfect age, experienced, seasoned. How old will he be? He'll be like as old as Trump is now. No, older than Trump. 80, uh, 80 he, something. Uh, I think he would be. He would be, I don't know, seventy-eight or nine. I don't know. Okay, how old is Donald Trump, President Trump? Too old. <laughs> not old. Not old. He's too old. He's too old or not old enough. Do you mean like actually physically, chronologically, or do you mean uh, physically, emotionally? physically, chronologically? Because emotionally, he's like a child. Um, uh, I, I, he, he has, I think, 78, 79. I mean, he's, you know, he's up there. Uh, really? I think so, but I don't know. Just like on our other shows, I never let facts stand in the way of, of, of expressing um, uh, uh, my own opinions. Facts, actually, facts kind of just get in the way, you know? <laughs> right, and the, I mean, I understand, but okay. So let's go, let's go, uh, who else in the ring? So... Let's go to the candidates. So this has become a political talk, and that I knew that I would try to do this because I want to hear your opinion after a Republican a couple weeks ago, and I again d- said that there's no Democrat that could beat President Trump. You said there's no way in your right mind that President Trump gets another four years. I disagree completely. I say President Trump wins. Well, I, I mean, and certainly you, you, you probably are going to be right because— Two years ago, I was the person saying, no way he ever gets the nomination. Not going to happen. He won't even win a primary. Then <laughs> then it was, he got the nomination. Uh, it's just no way he can get the presidency. It'll be a landslide. And there it was. I, I mean, I was wrong every step of the way. Um, but, uh, you know, he just hasn't, he wasn't a strong it, he didn't have support going in. He has even less support now. Um, you know, I, I, I guess anything could happen. Anything could happen in the other direction. It, it could suddenly, maybe the economy does so well that people are able to, to move past or, or overlook, I should say, is overlook the, the, the racism, the hatred, the division um you know and unfortunately we have a big population in america that that appeals to we definitely we definitely do and uh and that population is uh 
uh, that they're going to be fine. But okay, so you, now you're saying so you do agree with me, President Trump? No, I don't agree with President you. President Trump I, wins. I don't think- Okay, who? No, I don't so, think he wins. so let's go to the other people. Uh, I talked about other candidates. Uh, let's go to other candidates on the on the docket. Let's talk about. Right. Uh, let, let's talk about Hillary Clinton. Nah, she isn't going to run. She's not running. No, she already said she isn't, and she was. You know, here's the thing. Other than Richard Nixon, who lost. Uh, his first time running for the presidency. Um, the history of the United States is that when you lose, you don't come back and win later on. It it it, it doesn't happen. You know, Nixon lost against Kennedy, came back in '68. That was highly unusual. So once you've lost, you're, you're kind of done. Um, and and Hillary Clinton, she's she's just not she's not a she wasn't a good candidate two years ago. She's less of a good candidate now. Okay, Bur- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.